Good morning, everybody. This is Judith Hope. You're listening to Mad Love. What's good? Hey, check it out. I was just listening to some Drake as I was walking in, and I'm thinking, you know what? Drake is an old head now. You know what I mean? Like, he's been around for what? I was aware of him in by 2011. That's a pretty long career. And that puts him in his mid to late 30s. And it's really hard to stay, you know, relevant. And he's put out a prolific amount of music. I mean, we'll be listening to Drake for years to come. But I'm really curious about his next steps because uh, Jay-Z married Beyonce and that kept him relevant and doing, uh, you know, bits on her records probably five years longer than he should have been. You know, and I like Jay. You know, I'm, Jay, me and Jay are the same age. We don't come from the same uh, type of background, but he reminds me of somebody that had his family been middle class and lived in St. Louis. I, he would have been in school with me. You know what I mean? So, you know, I don't know. Drake may be, <coughs> excuse me, hitting the end of what uh, what we know him to be. I, he's very affable. And if he would just release this thug thing, he could probably go into hosting the Oscars or, you know, he could do go into movies. He could do so much. He's very, very talented. I like Drake. I'm a big Drake fan. And I, and I hope that uh, he's not so addicted to the, to the fame that he can't can't morph it into something else. Because this thug thing is taking people out. OK, and it's not just famous people. That's just a new wrinkle where where people's look at your social media, see you posted up somewhere and they feel like they can go get it and take it and see if you as tough as your records. Cause we all know you're not. Most people singing these songs are not as tough in reality and they don't have to be cause they have a record deal. You know, it's just it's sad. We are hunting ourselves into extinction, especially I would say young boys, 14 to 25. I mean, when they look back in history, they will see this this glaring uh, extinction rate for that age group. And it's just really, really sad. And listen, people are violent. I'm convinced that there are very natural behaviors that are are violent and they're just part of our nature and we haven't come to grips with it. But when you put those guns... And all this super hypersensitivity, everybody's always offended, always mad, always feeling disrespected. People have absolutely no emotional boundaries. You know, In My Feelings is not just a song, it's just a way of life. It's a philosophy for some of you all. And it's just no way to live. Listen, I get it. I had abrasive, tough parents who were born during the Depression. And maybe that's not for everybody. In fact, I'm guessing it's not. <laughs> but uh, they loved me and they did not joke around, you know. Excuse me, I'm about to cough. <clears throat> they um, they had seen a lot. They had endured a lot. They had been neglected emotionally a lot. They didn't have a lot of stuff uh, materialistically. But, you know, they were good people and they worked hard and they didn't turn to crime and they didn't make a lot of excuses. If you can get up and go to work, you're going to be all right. My father used to say all the time, listen, if if I can afford a sandwich and, you know, 
and I'm a single man, my family's fed. That's what he would say to, well, he wouldn't say it like that. He knew he wasn't single, but he would say to me all the time, listen, when you grow up, if you can afford a sandwich, your family is fed. You know, and he made it clear, like, if you're going to be having kids and you're going to be doing things, you need to figure out how to provide for them and pick a partner who can provide for them. And, uh, you know, he used his own languaging for that. But I, the message was clear. Grow up, get married, marry somebody who has something going on because you can do bad all by yourself. He loved to say that. You could do bad all by yourself. And another one of his favorite phrases was, uh, anybody can do it halfway. And I honestly, <laughs> when I'm doing something that I know I'm not giving 100%, I hear him say, anybody can do it halfway. And it's like, ugh. You know, so, yeah, it's real out here. And I think most of these young men are missing what I had, which is a really, really great dad. Um, Because I never wanted to let him down. You know, people, I remember we were having a conversation a few years ago, some people I went to high school with, and they were like, they were talking about uh, why they never got in trouble. Or, you know, I was like, do you know the sacrifice my parents were making to, to put me through private school? And what do I look like fighting in a parking lot or, you know, getting pregnant or doing drugs or just jeopardizing, doing anything that would jeopardize my education after they had spent so much? And I was a selfish kid, but I knew that. I knew that it wasn't easy and I knew that we were making sacrifices so I could go to the school, you know. So it's just fascinating to me. I think a lot of these young men just need good dads. And you don't have to stay with the mother to be a good dad. But, you know, get your lick in. Be in present in your son's lives and show them how to be men if you know how. And I think that's the hard part. A lot of a lot of men aren't interested in teaching anybody because they don't know. And then, I, you know, I used to date this really philosophical. He was beautiful back then, though. Ugh. But this uh, really philosophical guy, he'd be like, Because I'd be like, dude, act like the man. And he'd be like, what does that mean? But he was another person that didn't grow up in a household with his father. And it was really challenging. Because we're asking a lot of really broken people to figure out how to have healthy relationships. And quite frankly, we don't know how to do it. And then no one teaches you that. You know, I'd like to have life college. And to show you how to really live your life. You know. Uh, personal uh, relationships 101 you know what works and what doesn't and I'm not I'm not suggesting I need to teach all these things because I'm a work in progress too but you know I've had to learn a lot of things on my own because you don't learn them anywhere else and some of the behavior that gets modeled for you isn't great I didn't grow up in a family where people were shooting dice or drinking dark liquor and trying to kill each other But a lot of people are growing up in an environment like that. How do you overcome your environment? That that would be a bestseller class. People would take the shit out of that because there are a lot of people who don't come from the hood, but still want to overcome their environment. I'm one of those people. Um, My family was dysfunctional and I've done work, years of work trying to overcome that. And I get it. Everybody's family's dysfunctional and I'm not throwing my family under the bus. Um, but we had really difficult times communicating effectively. And I know a lot of people did. That's part of this depression era thing I'm talking about. You know, they didn't do much talking. 
That's why, you know, so many people didn't, I didn't worry so much about expressing my feelings because they didn't want to hear my feelings. (laughs) I don't think they, it's not that they didn't care, but it's like, you're good. Your life is great. What are you talking about? I remember in the middle of my parents' divorce, my dad was like, this doesn't affect you. Why are you so upset? And I was like, what? (laughs) So no, I don't think my dad was perfect. He was a good dad though. But yeah, the dice game's dangerous. People are out here hunting rappers. People are super pissed off at Dave Chappelle. Listen, I watched that SNL monologue. It was funny. I laughed. And I'm not anti-Semitic, and neither is he. Just because an observation is made doesn't mean it's a criticism. And this super sensitive, hypersensitive world we live in where everybody's like, I'm offended, and they get on their social media. Grow up. Grow up. He is a comedian. Bill Maher is a comedian, which is disturbing that our our best political commentary is coming from comedians. But that's another topic for another day. But he's a comedian and he tells jokes and he wasn't wrong. Those are conversations that some people have. Some people feel that way. I'm not one of them. And Dave clearly isn't one of them. But I went to a historically black university. That conversation about Hebrews and black Hebrews and Jews, that is not a foreign conversation. I've heard that conversation before. Did I participate in it? No. Did I agree with it? No. But just like every idea out here, you're entitled to have it. You're entitled to have a conversation. If that's the conversation you want to be involved in, that's just not what I'm about. I respect and admire the Jewish community deeply. I live in a in a predominantly Jewish neighborhood and their commitment to their faith is admirable. I respect that. I respect how they've built their community around their faith. I think that's dope and I think we should copy some of it. You know what I'm saying? But that's that's my opinion. And that happens to be the opinion that that makes people feel the best. But there are a lot of people who don't share that opinion. There are a lot of people who know actually one Jewish person that they can't stand. I'm not one of those people, but there are people out there like that. You know, so just because you don't agree with someone, that doesn't make you anti-Semitic. I don't know if Kanye or what's-his-face, Kyrie, when I was in high school, K-Y-R-E, I.E. was pronounced Kyrie because there was a song on the radio called Kyrie. Anyway, I digress. I don't know if any, I don't know these men. I don't know if any of them are anti-Semitic, but whatever they are, you know, you have a platform, you're famous, and you just can't go around being reckless with your mouth. I don't care. I don't care who you are, but apparently if you're a rich man, you think you can and you push the envelope this is not the first time these guys have said crazy shit and and listen Kanye please stop putting a camera in front of this young man well he's old now he's in his 40s there is something clearly going on with him and everybody just forgets the stalking of his ex-wife and (laughs) and her new boyfriend and the stuff with his kids and all, everybody just forgets all that because of the anti-Semitic thing. And it's just like racism. As soon as racism gets introduced, introduced into the time, everybody's just like, oh, I'm so mad. Like, listen, you know, 
everything's not racist and everything's not anti-Semitic. I'm not saying that those two guys are or are are not. I think they both think they're of themselves as black Hebrews. If I if I'm interpreting some of their comments uh, correctly. And so then they can say, well, I can't be anti-Semitic because I know the real history because I know that I'm a black Hebrew Israelite, whatever, whatever. We have so many bigger issues to tackle than these two people. And I don't know what's going to happen. And, you know, I just wish that people would uh, stop um, being so hypersensitive you know, and, and really listen, we don't have critical thinking skills anymore. People aren't into comedy. I mean, I think the seventies would offend the shit out of people right now. This version of human, the uh, of American, the way everybody's always offended, the stuff we watched in the seventies, it was wild. And I think the seventies were so wild that they had to give us Ronald Reagan in the eighties and change everything to some weird hyper-conservative type space because the 70s was wild and people were wildly inappropriate sexually, racially. People said everything. Richard Pryor wouldn't even have a career in, in 2022. And people think he's the best comedian to ever live. So I don't know. Just lighten up and grow up. Every observation is not a criticism. You know, it's just, it's it's just not lighten up and really use your critical thinking skills. I don't think we have them. And I'm certain people don't do reading comprehension anymore. They don't, they just go off their emotion. A society built off emotion where everybody's perpetually offended is designed to fail. And, uh, you know, it makes me think, it makes me think about, when you look at this Ukraine situation, you know, I know there are people who have their opinions about it politically, but it's not really a political issue to me. This is a humanity issue. When when one country is just like, you know what, I'm about to house y'all because I want to. And I don't know what his other motivations could be, but that's what it looks like. And, it, and he's losing. That's encouraging because he picked a fight he thought he could win. And, and he can't. He's clearly losing. So what's weird about our society here now is, you know, I sometimes I think, God, would somebody try to invade America? Because we're ripe for the picking in a lot of ways. Because we're not united. We're not healthy. <laughs> we're, we're all in our feelings. I mean, I definitely feel like we need to get our guard back up. We need to be working on our health. We need to be working on people's brains again. And you making people try to be smart. You know, we're something like 35th in math in the world, in the civilized world. And I'm I'm part of the problem. I'm not great at math. I'm good at, at money, though. And I'm good at addition and subtraction. <laughs> but, you know, we're, we're not the scholars we think of ourselves to be. And that makes us vulnerable. So all this worrying about Kanye and being sad about takeoff... All of, yeah, those are issues, but they're not the sole issues going on in the world. Y'all need to be paying attention to this FTX dude. <laughs> Sorry, I had to blow my nose. Listen, this have look it up. FTX. There's this guy, SBF. I can't Sam something Bankman 
Freed, I think is his name. This dude then absconded with billions of dollars. He was worth $26 billion last week. And he runs this crypto exchange. Now, don't confuse crypto with the exchanges. This dude was running a fraudulent crypto exchange. That doesn't make Bitcoin fake money. (laughs) It's still a currency. But this dude with this exchange and his parents are like these super liberal law professors. And I want to say his mom raises money like a super PAC for these extremely liberal candidates. And this dude has been borrowing from his exchange with another company in his, under his umbrella and borrowing and using other people's money, the deposits that people had put up for crypto. He started spending it to finance all these super liberal causes. Baby, he is worse than Bernie Madoff. Huge amounts of money. All these places now who are counting on this fund money from his company, toast. This is going to create a huge ripple, way worse than uh, $28 billion. And he's been promising millions upon millions to these causes and, and organizations. Oh, nasty. I'm telling you, the liberal agenda is something to watch. It really is. Look up what Malcolm said. Look up what Malcolm X said about liberal whites. And then look at that. Yes, and that sounds racist, but it's not. There are liberal white people that are damaging to the cause. And I would suspect this is it. Just like all those liberal people who sent all that money to Black Lives Matter. And then people started buying houses and cars and living their best lives lives off the donations. (laughs) They were not donating to the cause. They were donating to themselves. And I think the problem with extreme liberalism or liberalism in general and extreme conservatism is that's that's it. It's too extreme. It's too emotional. It's all emotion based. So get dead inside so we can be, you know, really make good progress for real. I guess that's my point. Stop feeling everything so much. Go a little dead inside and like <laughs> calm down and grow up and, uh, you know. That's the only way we're going to go forward, because as long as everybody's mad about everything, if you can get mad at Dave Chappelle for cracking jokes, it's a problem. It was funny. It was funny. Grow up. All right. Be your best and look up FTX. It's incredible. This is a spectacular collapse. And now the dude then disappeared and billions of dollars can't be accounted for. This dude then absconded somewhere. It's wild, man. It's wild. It shouldn't be a partisan issue, but I was reading some partisan takes on it because he has been just donating so much to like Biden. I think he was the second largest donor to Biden or something nuts. This dude is, I don't know if he was, obviously he was robbing people to to do that. And that's wrong. I think the point is there's criminals on, in both parties. And um, yeah, this, he should go to prison too bad news. All right. Have a great day.